What's up, guys? What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Maji Malika. And your player partner, MJ. And this is episode number 27 of Everything Is... Bullshit! So, what is good, fam? What's good? So, you know, we had to take, you know, a little step back, because, you know, we had a... You know, I know me, I had, you know, a great Valentine's Day, <laughs> so I had to take a step back and, you know, go on a little mini vacay with the bait. You know, just to, you know, have some things together for, you know, the spiciness of V-Day. I hope you guys enjoy the American consumerism as much as I did, because I know I did. (laughs) MJ, you? You know, I just chilled. You just chilled? Yeah, I just be chilling. Oh, you just be chilling? Right. All right, then. Well, y'all, let's just go ahead and get into it. We have a lot to discuss. So this week in review, the Grammys. The Grammys. So it was an absolute. Uh, um, overall, it, it was a good Grammys. Um, it was I. Right, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the reason why I said it was like an you know, overall good was because you know we had Michelle Obama. Oh yeah. You know our yeah, forever yeah, first yeah. lady. You know we also had Cardi. You know, yep. and she was dope as fuck, and she won her awards. You know. We had, to me, like, I mean, of course, we had Kendrick Lamar as a winner. We had Drake dissing the Grammys. You know, I was like, this is pretty nice. <laughs> right? No? Yeah, it was pretty nice. I mean, uh, Cardi, her performance was flawless. You right. Know, so I was happy about that. Um, the whole J-Lo Motown fiasco. You I know, was upset about whatever. that. I like, was upset about that. All these people in the building are all the people that you could have gotten to do the Motown tribute and you chose J-Lo. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing wrong with J-Lo. I love J-Lo, but... But not for no Motown for the, yeah, honorary like, review. No. Like, why? No, there's no reason for all of that. But, um, yeah, Cardi to me, well, Michelle, of course, was the, um, was the highlight. Yeah, she was. Um, but also Cardi was the highlight as well, you know? Yes. And Always like, good to see her, you know, rise and to the star. Yes. And the fact that she's so, I mean, still just so authentic in everything that she does, you know, she was definitely humbled when she won, you know, the next day she wasn't so humbled because she got on Instagram and she let people know that right. all y'all niggas out here making it seem like, you know, Cardi, she ain't deserve that shit, Cardi ain't. Cardi, you deserve it. Don't listen to these haters. Don't let these people get you out of your elements, you know? Right. Like they you mean were doing, absolutely nothing. Like, they mean absolutely nothing. Like, you are killing the game, killing my it. dear. So just keep on going. Like, I'm very excited to see where, you know, Cardi's going to be. Like, I feel like she's like she is like Nicki Minaj 10 years ago, you know? And that might be far-fetched to say, but I don't think it's far-fetched. She, she's up there. Yeah, it's not far-fetched to say. It's just the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. So next up, you know, Drake, he released his So Far Gone for his 10-year anniversary, and people are out here acting like it's a brand new mixtape, <laughs> acting like it's a brand new album, but it's like, you know, we're not new to this, you know, we, we, we grew to this, you know, yeah, we knew I mean, what it was. Yeah, I mean, that was cute and all, but... It um, was cute. Yeah, that's not new, people, that's just the 10-year anniversary of that mixtape, which act actually is hella good it's so so good still like legitimately like i can play every single song on that hoe and i'm just like wow drake like i'm still in love jimmy brooks jimmy brooks i mean if if you watch the grass you know what i'm talking about jimmy brooks when they shot jimmy i said no (sighs) but you are what it is known as drake aubrey graham i.e zaddy i.e hubby i.e one of the loves of my life. Okay. 
Next. So next, we're going to talk about the NFL and Kaepernick and Reed. Yeah, finally, you know, they settled the long-awaited, you know, suit against the NFL. And, of course, we have no details whatsoever because they're all, you know, under, under this code of secrecy. But what this does tell you is that the NFL did collude to make sure that um, – Definitely Kaepernick would not be able to play in the NFL anymore. So, but, and that's a good thing, but that still does not let the NFL off the hook. Like Kaepernick still needs a job and you know, there is no NFL until that actually happens. So yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I completely agree. I just find it like still to this day, terribly, terribly frustrating, odd, annoying that the NFL allows so many injustice, injustices, excuse me, um, happen in the league. Like, you know, like people are beating their wives, people they're on using camera. Yeah, on camera, they're <laughs> abusing drugs, they're, they're missing curfew, you know, they're being aggressive with, you know, their coaches, like, you know, all this other shit, like very... I mean, to me, very unsportsmanlike conduct, you know, especially for the representation of the NFL. You know, we want to protect the integrity of the league. However, you have a man who was peacefully pro. He didn't say nothing at all. He didn't say nothing at all. All he did was simply take a knee to just showcase and broadcast using his platform the injustices that he sees and knows that black Americans face in this country every single day and because of that he's been banned from the nfl he does not get a second choice when there's other dudes who are legit on camera doing things that are so outlandish and they still get a second chance they get to apologize to the league and they get to play the next sunday and the next sunday the next sunday exactly listen if that's not injustice i don't know what is but Speaking, you know, of the topic of injustice, um, we're going to talk about um, a documentary that MJ and I, we watched last week, and it was super interesting because, you know, we already knew this, but to see it further broken down, it was very much so mind-blowing, and it really resonated with us. So that is going to be coming up next, so make sure y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. What's up, guys? What's up? So we are back. Um, Definitely, we said that we were going to kind of, you know, keep on our theme of, you know, just some injustices, you know, that are going on within the black community. You know, it's Black History Month, and we realized that, you know, though we are a woke podcast, the woke podcast that we are, you know, um, and, you know, we talk about things that affect the black and brown community every single day. We haven't really focused on the fact that it is Black History Month and we should talk about some things that affect our community. And, I mean, we ultimately know that Black History happens every single day. Right. You know, so, I mean, all all year round. But we wanted to more so focus on the concepts of colorism, um, but more specifically, colorism in the Black community. Right. So, actually, in the Black and Brown community, because I know this happens in Brown communities, too. Oh, yeah, Definitely. So, like how I previously stated, um, we watched this documentary called Dark Girls, and it just talks about colorism and the effect that it has on the brain and our perceptions of people's, you know, subconscious, or what we perceive of people subconsciously. Right. So, basically, 
I just want to kind of break down colorism before we like completely dive in. Because for those who aren't part of the black community or who just, I mean, just simply don't know what it is, basically colorism simply put is just preferential treatment or prejudgment of a person solely based on the color of their skin. Now, I know you hear that definition. You're like, huh, that sounds like racism. It's very, very close, but at the same time, it's still different. Right. And the reason why it is different is because it further breaks down the separation of value of somebody within their own race. Mm -hmm. So the funny thing about the word colorism is that it's not even a real word. Like, I mean, I'm looking at my notes right now and colorism, it's, you know, underlined, it's trying to be autocorrected in my laptop. And like, you know, I had to like look it up because I was like, hold on, like, is this me spelling it wrong? But it's truly not a real term. And a part of me feels like it's not a real term because like white people, they want to continue to not, um, or they want to continue to perpetrate the, the, um, I, I guess the the fact that they that slavery was a long time ago that you know we should just you know get over it that we really didn't have like a lasting effect on like you know black and brown communities oh, but it's a real thing yeah. so when I was researching this after we watched this documentary uh, basically there was this um, activist and author named Alice Walker and she's the person who is credited with first using the word colorism out and loud in public spaces to where people were like, okay, what is this? Some people noted that it's not colorism, but more so shadism. But colorism seems to be the word that kind of goes within the community from, I mean, blacks to brown and people, they know what colorism is more than shadism. Right. Um, however, uh, so she wrote this essay. It appeared in her 1983 book called In Search of Our Mother's Gardens. And she defined colorism officially. And as you know, I mean, light skin preference has been common, you know, in the black community for generations from the beginning of time, from when the first white man slept with the first black woman and created a light skinned baby. Or, you know, when it was the, I mean, vice versa, a black man sleeping with a white woman, but I'm pretty sure it was a white man sleeping with the black woman. <laughs> but, you already know. But, you know, what, what I found that was interesting when I was doing my research is that. Alice Walker, she said that colorism is low-key one of, like, the most dangerous things for, like, just generations to come. And the reason why she said that is because, basically, it's an evil that has to be stopped in order for African Americans to progress as a people because it's going to continue to divide us. Mm -hmm. So we'll see a light-skinned person, we'll see a dark-skinned person and automatically have some unspoken beef for no reason at all because we've been taught... Uh, and we've been conditioned to feel and to view that light is better and dark is terrible. So basically, w- what does this mean for us as a people? Like MJ, like I know, like you took your notes like on the documentary. Like I mean, what were your findings? Like how do you feel about colorism? Well, I mean, it is detrimental to black the black and brown community, um, especially when you look at like the documentary, like honed in on, you know, on, uh, little black girls, you know, right. uh, dark skinned black girls and how they saw themselves and, and how they would point out that if you were lighter, you were, you were, uh, you were better mm-hmm. than if you were darker. And I think it's kind of, um, it's, it, it, it has to do with a lot with society. Um, you know, making it, you know, when you turn on 
the TV or when you go to social media and, or you, you know, and you look at like the videos, the rap videos, um, or the R&B videos and all you see is light skin, big booty, you know, girls with long hair, mm-hmm. you know, that is, a, is something that sticks in, especially women, um, and girls, uh, their mind, you know, that that is what is desired in if you're darker, you're less desired. So I think that it's really detrimental because it's like, it's just, it's, I just find it very, very dumb because it's just like, you know, we come in all types of shades, you know, black and brown people are the only people that come in different shades, different hues of that particular color. So, you know, we are all, you know, kings and queens, no matter what, what, um, what shade of, black or brown that we are. Um, I, I find it, I find it very disturbing that, you know, uh, one thing that I found very disturbing in the vid, in that, um, that documentary was how black men would sit up there, not all, not but all. some black men would sit up there and say that, you know, I want a light skin, you know, long hair, don't care woman, because, you know, that just looks better next to my skin tone. What the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I I just don't get it. It's just like, you know, like black women, period, brown women, period, are all beautiful um, despite the shade of black or brown that, you know, we come in. Like, it's just, right. it's just kind of crazy to think that one is superior to another just because, and it's, it's almost, it's almost like it's worse because it is in within the community. It is worse. And I feel like it's difficult because what, like, I mean, I know you and I, we've had conversations about this and I'm going to be like, I mean, this might sound weird when I say this, but like I was talking to MJ one day and I said that it's so weird to me to see like, a, like a white family. And the reason why I say that is because everybody is like the same. White. Yeah. Everybody's like the same color. Or like when I look at like TI and Tiny's family, everybody's just like light skin, like the same color. It's very odd to me because like most black families or like the families that I see around me, like, I mean, the ones that I can, you know, identify with, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like mama be high yellow, dad be dark. And like the kids, like one kid's light skin, one kid's dark. Right. Or, or, yeah. One kid's dark skin. One kid is like brown or like, I mean, vice versa. Like, you know, dad, he's hella high yellow and mom, she's super chocolate black beauty. And like you have the mixing. So to me, it's so weird when I see like white families, cause I'm just like, you guys are just like one color. And When I think about that and when I think about, you know, basically how this narrative of colorism began, you know, it began as a divisive tactic, truly, because at the end of the day, I mean, we all know the story about the field Negro and the house Negro, you know, the Mm -hmm. house Negro, they got, you know, preferential treatment, you know, they're the, uh, the, basically the, the master's egg or whatever so it's mm-hmm. golden egg and i say golden truly because like you know they have gold you know brown like golden light brown skin right and you right. know so the master is going to keep he or she inside and then of course it's going to cause animosity between the dark-skinned slaves who were outside in the heat oh yeah like i'm working Definitely. hard breaking my back and you get a little bit better food as a light-skinned black you may not get the best food but it's better than your dark-skinned brother and sister right and so for me it, it's very very disheartening that we as blacks continue to perpetrate that narrative as well because what 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 
was so, I guess, profound is that at the end of the day, racism is not something that you're born with. Like when you're little kids or whatever, you play with anybody, everybody, you don't know. Like you just, you don't know. You don't like, that's the time where you truly don't see color. Like you'll see it, but like, it's not going to resonate with you. Like, oh, you're different because you're like darker or you're different because you're lighter. Like, it's just like, oh, hi, little kid. Like you want to be friends? You want to go play or whatever? But it's something that's truly taught. But it's taught in ways that's so subconscious that you don't even know it. Exactly. Like, for example, like, I know, like, everybody has a type. Like, I know, MJ, you have a type. And your type is something that's different from somebody else's type. And your type tends to be somebody who maybe is not... and. Like, like you, you tend to like like the lighter, complexed or <laughs> complexed complexion uh, females and you know males or whatever like that. Like, but it's subconsciously like you say that it's not true. But I see what you like. Like when like you point it out, I'm like, oh okay. Like and it's like, oh you have a type. Me, my type is like you fine as wine. You could be mine, okay? Like so it don't matter to me. But preferably, yeah, I, I really I'm not very like so attracted to like white men. But if you're really really fine. If you find us why you mind, okay? It don't even matter. But, um, and, and I know for you too, MJ, like, I mean, like, but overall, I feel like you kind of, you know, lean towards a certain way. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean. You're wrong. Well, okay. Tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> because I don't have like that type. Like, as far as when it comes to like, what I like is just what I like. I don't look at like, oh, I like just light skinned women or I only like caramel women or I just like, you know, dark skinned women. I like women, period. Okay, so tell me right now. <clears throat> favorite woman, go. Well, I mean, of course, like <laughs> the favorite women that I Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce, but light, bright I... blonde hair. <laughs> Next. Who else? Megan Good. Caramel complected cutie. Who's next? Whatever. But then, you know, I like women like, I can't remember what her, what you, her you name You can't even is, remember her name because she's too dark, huh? But she, whatever. <laughs> but she's on, she's on, uh, she's on the, what is it? Green Leaves and she's one of the, she's one Green of. Green Leaves? Yeah, it's a, it's a show about the church. Yeah, I know. The church. preacher's daughter? Not, her? Well, one she's of them. She's light skinned Not her, the other daughter. Oh, the one who's married to the gay dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she is cute. Yeah, she I is like cute. Her. Yeah. yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's a whinings. I can't remember what her first she name is. She is? Yeah, she is a whining. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that make him cute over there because uh, Cece, she cute too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, or BB. Which one's the girl? I Cece, don't know. BB? <laughs> I don't know. Whoever the girl is on Cece rate, and BB, she's cute. Any rate, yeah. So, you know, I don't necessarily look at color. You know, I don't, I'm not attracted to white women, period. Um, you have to be a woman of color. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Like, definitely same. But... Like, as, as we were watching, like, you know, some things that were also troubling, like, they did, like, this doll test or whatever, and basically, like, these little girls, they had to, like, sit and choose, like, you know, what doll is better, what doll is smarter, oh what doll is more attractive, yeah. and th- these are, like, little girls, like, I mean, like, like maybe six seven, seven, six, yeah, yeah like, mm-hmm. very, like, little girls, and already, in their six and seven-year-old brains, they're already resonating with lighter is better, and if you're darker, if you're browner, you're basically not going to have the same type of... I don't know, like, um, privileges, advancements, and things like that as your lighter-skinned counterparts. Mm-hmm. That was so sad because these are babies. Yeah, it's so sad. It's just like, man, like, they have seen enough to, know, to, to, to believe 
that lighter is better, that right. whiter is better. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's scary because it's like, you know, these are, sometimes these are the girls that will grow up and they will try to bleach their skin yep. to become a lighter version. And it's just like, it's just, that's just so unnecessary. And it's so crazy how heavy bleaching is in color. I mean, in countries of color, like in Africa, in the islands, like the Virgin Islands, Jamaica, uh, Bahamas, uh, Belize, uh, in India, in Asia, Asia. like, I yes. mean, basically there, like it's everywhere except for like in European like countries or whatever, because clearly they're the standard, right? right. Or like they're trying to push that they're the standard. Uh-huh. And so it's just, it's so saddening because literally like people are killing themselves to, to be light, like to be light skin because yeah. a light is right. You know, white is right, you know, and mellow yellow and you know if you're dark like you can't be here like it's just it's so tragic because at the end of the day like I mean Tupac he said it the best I mean the black of the berry the sweet of the juice for real like truly and to me I feel that like I, I just don't even know like what is it that we do as a community to ensure that we you know double down our efforts to be one solid community and push out this European narrative. Like, what do you do? How, how do you even erase this? Because a lot of this shit is subconsciously and a lot of this shit, like there's people in high places who are creating like, I mean, advertisements and all this shit on various media outlets to ensure that they almost like, um, like, uh, they, they like trick you with their magic wands and like they, uh, freaking hypnotize you. Like you're freaking drinking the, the, the tea and freaking get out for you to be snapped into a warped reality that, you know, white is right and anything else is wrong. Right. Like, what do we do? I mean, I think that it's very difficult, you know, to do anything as far as what it has to do with, like, media, social media, and when it has to do with, you know, television. Um, But I think that it all starts at home. You know, it's just having the conversations um, with your children letting them know that, you know, they are beautiful. I think to me, one thing that really works and should, you know, one thing that really works for me, um, and I think that it works with other people is, you know, daily affirmations, you know, letting your child know that they are the greatest, you know, they are the beautifulest or whatever. The beautifulest. Beautifulest, because that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, just letting them know, you know, giving them those daily affirmations, saying it out loud, them hearing it, you know, when you do something for more than, I believe, like 20 days, it becomes a habit and it will be ingrained. I know that both my parents, I don't remember them doing daily affirmations. I have always had like high self-esteem for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, right? <laughs> but, we don't know. But I truly believe that it is, it does start, start at home. You have to ingrain in them that, you know, depend, it doesn't even matter what color, what, what shade of black you are. Black is beautiful, you know, like it doesn't even matter the shade. All black is beautiful. So then what do you say to the lights? Because I, I feel like you're talking more so to brown and, and black girls. I don't feel like you're talking to light-skinned girls. I feel what? like, I, like, I, like I, I don't like the fact how basically, oh, it's your problem. So basically you have to do the affirmation, all this stuff. The light-skinned girls and guys, like they're part of the problem too, inadvertently. They, they didn't choose to be part of the problem. Of course they didn't. But my thing is you're part of the problem because I'm sure you're not pulling up your dark-skinned sister or your dark-skinned brother. You're probably just enjoying your lightness, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, we, we have, like, I mean, for example, like, we have 
John Legend and we have Tyrese. Like, I mean, John Legend, he's John Legend and we have Tyrese. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so what do we say to our light-skinned brothers and sisters? I mean, I think that it's the same thing. I think they have, you know, difficulties in other areas as well. And daily affirmations will help them. And just letting them know, just as you as you talk to, you know, your your uh, darker darker skin, which I hate, um, dark darker skin children. Just letting them know that you know every shade is beautiful. It doesn't right. matter what the shade is. I hate that we even have this conversation because to me it. it's just so it's fucking so dumb. Stupid. It is so dumb because it's just like you know lighter isn't better. You know it's just not. I mean everybody is beautiful in their own right. You know, like it's somebody's ugly to everybody. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. You know, that's the world that we live in. And the fact that, especially in the black and brown community that you have, that you have people within the community that'll be like, you know, don't bring home no dark skin, a woman or Mm -hmm. don't bring, don't bring home no dark skin man or or whatever. Thank God that the baby came out like, right. It's just like, it's just ridiculous. It's just like, you know, like I, I just, I just think that it's so ridiculous and it's so counterproductive because it's just like we have enough problems, enough racism going on in the white community, you know, that are that is being imposed on black people. And then we do it to ourselves. And then we do it to ourselves. So speaking of counterproductivity, so I want to touch base on the fact that, like, you know, I feel like being black comes in waves like you like being black and proud it comes in waves like you know it's really strong right now people they're woke and this and that etc etc and the same thing like i mean like this resurgence like it happens all the time right so my thing is so now we're in an era of again like you know black is beautiful i love my blackness this and that so what advertisers are doing right now like they're definitely pushing that narrative and they're trying to like capture it because they want the black dollar at the end of the day but my thing is, is that when does it become, like, weird as fuck? Because I feel like the obsession with, like, for example, like, the Lupitas with, um, what's her name from, um, uh, Annalise Keating, but her real name is not Annalise Keating. What is her name? I can't think of it right now. I not, forget what her name is, uh, um, but I know who you're talking about on how to get away with yeah, murder. Yeah, how to get away with murder. What is her um, name? Yeah, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Yes. Like, you know, like, people, like, they're obsessed with that now. And I feel like, low-key, they're so obsessed with that now that they're putting down light-skinned girls like not saying that light-skinned <laughs> girls aren't winning because they still like they're still winning at the end of the day especially with music videos and other shit but now that we're here or whatever is that like weird that like oh we're like overdoing it with like the dark-skinned girl or like the dark-skinned black person like i've seen commercials now with fully black families not like the like the the barges like elder barge and them i'm talking about like a real black family like this family truly it's black. like the mommy is brown skin daddy's brown skin the kid is brown skin curly hair everywhere you know but that but i think that that's a good thing you know i think that it's a good thing to showcase that you know i i want to see more you know more more black people as far as every every, every hue. shade yeah. every hue you know on TV, on social media. I, I don't think that it's a bad thing that they show that. Um, I think that it should be more prominent um, in every aspect 
of the media. Right. And they should stop with all that lightning shit. Like stop doing that. And because we are of all shades and we're all beautiful. So, you know, it's better to, I want to see somebody that looks like me on TV. I want to see somebody, you know, that, that has a darker shade of color on TV because that's the realness. We come in all shades. Right. So I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Absolutely. Well, definitely. I mean, black and brown people of the world, like certainly we have absolutely got to unite. Um, Definitely. You're just not pretty for a, a dark girl or you're not fine for like a dark skinned dude. Like, no, like you're fine because you're fine and you're pretty because you're pretty. And that's it. Like, stop saying that shit because that's offensive as well. Like, right. Don't do that. Yeah. But definitely um, just in honor of, you know, Black History Month and Black History every day I'm day of my life. Every day. You know, like, <laughs> just, you know, be be beautiful and you're black. Like, you're black, your version of black is beautiful. As long as your version of black is not like Uncle Ruckus. Because <laughs> if you're Uncle Ruckus, well, I hate to, you know, I don't even want to go there because I'm not going to out my people and be divisive publicly. But don't do that shit, okay? <laughs> don't be an Uncle Ruckus. Right. But your black is definitely beautiful, guys. Yes, definitely. So coming up next, of course, we have Why Are You So Pressed? And we also have some random realness and, of course, our quote of the week. So definitely stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. What's up, guys? So we are back with Why Are You So Pressed? Why? So, y'all, Mayweather and T.I. Oh, my goodness. So, MJ, go ahead and give them a little backstory about it. So, basically, the backstory is um, that, like, a few, probably about a year ago or whatever, whenever T.I. and Tiny were uh, separated, um, there was a video that was circulating on social media where um, it appeared to be Tiny and maybe, and I know Mayweather was there. It might have, might have been his house or whatever, but there was some type of video and they insinuated that something went on between the, the both of them uh, while they were, while T.I. and Tiny was separated. Um, so it sparked off, you know, all kinds of shit after that. You know, T.I., he was not happy with it at all. Right. So let's fast forward until now. now. And, you know, the whole Gucci bullshit going on where you know they're using blackface in for you know their entertainment because that's what i look at it as right um and ti came out and said you know we need to boycott gucci you know you know that the apology was nice but that didn't fix anything and it's not going to and it's not going to so um so you know ti soldier boy they're they're boycotting gucci and recommending that all black and brown people you know boycott them and then Floyd basically was, I think he was in front of a Gucci store. Um, I think TMZ was interviewing him and they were asking him about, you know, boycotting Gucci or whatever. And he basically said, I don't follow anybody. I do what the fuck I want. I'm paraphrasing, of course. I do what the fuck I want. And with that being said, I'm going in the Gucci store. And that he did. And that he did. So, you know, that was, that, that, uh, to T.I. was, well, it, to me, it felt like a direct shot at T.I. Because T.I. was the one who came out that was very vocal about boycotting, uh, boycotting Gucci. Um, so, um, you know, 
in response to that, T.I. made a song called Fuck Nigga, which I suggest everybody listen to because I feel like it's a great song. Right. And it's the return of the old tip. Which I miss. Which I miss. Um, um, but uh, I His think that... cute ass. He's so fine. He's so cute and little. Sorry. I think that... Um, and, you know, so now it's back and forth on social media, you know, Floyd and Floyd Mayweather. And, of course, you know, 50 Cent has got involved... Um, and his shit is hilarious because it's like Floyd writing a letter because you know that that nigga can't read and probably can't write at all. <sighs> um, but you know, it's so here sparks, you know, another beef or whatever, probably for the moment. But yeah, that's basically the, the backstory on all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, you know, it won't come to fisticuffs, but you just never know. Listen, all I can say is that though I do not agree with anything that Mayweather is saying at all. Nor do I denounce the fact that T.I. has hands, but Mayweather, he fights for a living. So This is true. That's all I'm going to say about this that. If true. it really come down to hands and shit, listen, but let, I, let somebody stand in for you, T.I. 50 Cent, you might be able to hold your own, but you've been gone from the hood for a long time, so you might need somebody standing for you too. But I don't think it's going to come to physical blows, but yeah, this shit is ridiculous. And honestly, like I'm right there with every other person who is banning Gucci. For sure. Exactly. But moving on, we have 21 Savage and his release. And Finally. of course, this Damn, is causing man. beef. Um, or, or I guess even, even before he, you know, was arrested, you know, 21 Savage versus, you know, white right wing America. You know, he came out, he had an interview and he said that truly when he got arrested, they were saying that, oh, we got Savage. We got Savage. As if somebody has been hunting this man for weeks, months, years, or whatever, to ensure that he gets caught, even though he's been in this country for quite some time. He has children in this country. He makes money in this country. He pays taxes in this country. But for whatever reason, because he is trying to be an upstanding man, black man at that, for his people in this country, he has the right-wing, conservative, racist, neo-Nazis pissed off. Therefore, he was arrested so that he can be deported. Right. So, I mean... This right here just, you know, is the Trump administration again, um, just doing what they normally do. But, you know, it's been, it, I think it's been noted for like, like years, maybe, you know, uh, for a long time that, you know, they always are going hard on, you know, rappers, um, specifically black men. Mm-hmm. Um, so this doesn't surprise me at all. Um, they that they would, in the pot. Right. Know. So it doesn't surprise me at all because... The, the mere fact that he's making money and that he does give back and he spoke out against, you know, ICE and, and deportation and the... Flint the, water crisis. Yeah, and the taking still of... Still to this day. Yeah, and the taking of, you know, children at the border and all of that. He spoke up against all of that. And then, you know, he landed in, you know, in custody with ICE. So um, it doesn't surprise me. I hope that he can fight it and stay in the country. Um, but I feel to my heart, to my core that they're going to try to make him make an example out of him. Oh yeah. It's not going to be any type of easy feat for him, but it's never been an easy feat for black men. This I mean, is true. at the end of the day, like, you know, Pac, he was arrested and put in jail to make an example out of him. His mom, I mean, the great activist she was, she was put in jail. Like all of her activist friends, like, I mean, as well, they were put in jail. They want to make sure that, you know, if you go against the government, if you, and, and the thing is, it's not like you're going against the government. Like truly what you're saying is that your government is white and that's it. And if that is true, that means that this is not the land of the free, nor is the home of the brave because you're a fucking coward for trying to oppress people because you don't want to compete. 
So don't, don't, don't fucking play with me. Like, don't. Like, so hopefully, you know, he does get to stay. I know it's going to be a long, hard road, but, you know, 21, we're definitely behind you. And we certainly hope and pray that you get exactly what it is that you deserve, which is to be a man in this country who can be able to provide for your family and also amass the American dream. So we are going to move on with some random realness. So we're going to switch some gears. So again, the random realness um, segment of the show, which is basically throw out some random questions. You just answer it really quickly, really honestly, so we can get the realest realness from you. So here we go. So MJ, how quickly do you jump to conclusions about people? All the time. Oh, really? <laughs> I, look, listen, I feel you. Look, I'm not even going to lie to you. Listen. I do it all the time. You know, well, like I do it in my mind. So I don't, it doesn't come out in, of my mouth. Right. But I definitely do it in my mind. Listen, I'll jump higher than Chris Cross and make you jump, jump. Listen. <laughs> And I'll jump faster than a seasoned double dutcher, all right? And I'll also jump higher than a grasshopper on a hot summer day off some hot-ass cement. Oh, I'm jumping, all right? I'm jumping oh, for joy, jumping Lord. for Jesus oh, on that, okay? Not jumping for Jesus. Yes, because at the end of the day, like, from my, um, I guess, from, from my findings, people are going to be the people that you expect them to be this in the beginning. This is true. So this I'm jumping true. as right. high as I can motherfucking go. <laughs> so next question, what movie or TV character are you most similar to? Um, movie or TV character? I would say that, um, I don't, I don't think I'm similar to any, you know? I would say that I'm not similar to any, I'm my, I'm my own person, you know? Like, I don't really... You would say some philosophical shit like that. (laughs) I'm my own person. I don't really conform to, you know, society standards. Exactly. 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 You know, that's just how I roll. That's just how I roll. You know? Well, okay, if I had to compare myself to anybody, it would be to Miss Annalise Keating because I'm dramatic and I can do that snot cry, you know, and and the watery (laughs) eyes. And then also to Issa from Insecure because I just feel like, you know, I mean, like, I, I rap in the mirror, you know, from time to time. You know, I'd be dancing, you know. When nobody's watching, you know, I, I do a lot of things when nobody's watching. Well, now that I think about it. No, no, no. You got a philosophical <laughs> answer. Now I don't like anybody. Now I'm, I'm my own individual. Now that I think about it, I'm thinking about Reggie on. Um, Here she go. <laughs> Here she go. On Dear White People. You know, I'm woke like that. And, you know, and I dress, you know, spectacular. And, you know, all the ladies enjoy me. Yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> so, what's something that you've never been able to do well? Um, something I've never been able to do well. I would say um lie. You've never been able to lie well. Yeah. Like I I I've, I've never I I've never been been that person, you know? So, hmm. Yeah. Well, me, I have never been good at not giving a fuck, you know? <laughs> No, truly, like, you know, like, I go in waves where, you know, some days I have high levels of giving a fuck, and then, you know, other days, you know, I just don't give a fuck. But I'm really trying to find a happy medium where my give a fuckness is truly balanced while still being able to not give any fucks as necessary. Because, you know, there's only so many fucks that I can give, and honestly, I'm running out. So (laughs) I'm going to need to find a happy balance and a happy medium because at the end of the day, I'm running out. Oh, Lord. But definitely, y'all, that was our show. We thank you so very much for listening, as always. Um, Let's see, MJ, you had a quote? 
of the I, week for I, us. I, I do have a quote of the week for okay, us. Okay, go ahead. With and, it. And, and and we're sticking with colorism. Of course, as always, with your quote of the week, you always stick <laughs> with the same topic. Come on, what's the quote of the week? And this is from Kendrick Lamar. And All right. Colorism is not a good thing, especially... When you're black. When you're black. Yep, I definitely know that quote from Mr. Lamar, and I love it because he's speaking the truth because it's actually worse when you're black, definitely, because your own people can't even like you or they have an issue with you, and that's that's your people. But, guys, again, we just thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And, of course, you know, we have brand-new episodes every single Thursday coming to you. As always, we know that there's so much shit going on in the world, but at the end of the day, you've just got to understand that everything is bullshit. See y'all later, guys. See you guys. Bye.